Good evening, my fine feathered friends. Um, Curiosity Killed the Cat, episode two for the reading of Enough Already, The Power of Radical Contentment by Alan Cohen. So, chapter two. Is that so? Life is God's novel. Let him write it. Isaac Bahivis Singer. In a small Japanese seaport town, a young woman became pregnant by a transient sailor. Not wanting the responsibility of raising the child, she named a monk in a nearby mountain monastery as the father. When the child was born, the woman's angry father took the boy to the monastery and told the monk, My daughter has informed me that you are the father of this child. Now you must raise him. The monk looked at the child, thought for a moment, and replied, Is that so? He calmly took the boy in and cared for him as if he was his own son. Years later, the monk fell ill, and on her, or sorry, years later, the mother fell ill, and on her deathbed, she confessed that the, 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 reading out loud is hot, I'm sorry, and on her deathbed, she confessed that the child was not the monk's. Her father was appalled and returned to the monastery. He bowed to the monk and told him, I am very sorry. My daughter has admitted her dishonesty. I will take the child back now. The monk looked at the boy, thought for a moment, and replied, Is that so? Then he returned the child. While few of us would demonstrate the monk's calm acceptance as resignation, he serves as a model of allowing what is to be. When something challenging happens, our tendency is to try and to try to rid to try to get rid of the situation or the person who is causing it. Yet there may be greater value in gleaning the lesson the situation has come to deliver. When we extract the gift behind the appearance of trouble, the issue will dissolve, not because we have pushed it away, but because we have graduated from it. Much of our pain in life issues from resisting what comes to us or clinging to what leaves us. Yet, we have more of a choice about how much we suffer than we have been told. Pain happens, but suffering is optional. What comes of itself, let it come. What goes of itself, let it go. Paramahasa Yoganda if you believe that misery is noble, sacrifice buys you a ticket to heaven, agony pays off your karma, or dysfunction requires ongoing analysis. Or if you receive pity, attention, money, or smug martyrdom for dramatizing loss, you will, you will dwell in a world of limitless and sorrow. While this reasoning seems ridiculous, many people demonstrate it by saying in situations that hurt them long after pain has delivered its message to get out of dodge. Many people stay in abusive relationships, jobs they hate, and toxic environments, even though they receive repeated messages to depart. Others cling to resentment and a sense of insult or victimization long after the incident they begrudge has come and gone. They perceive a greater reward in clinging to sorrow than in letting it go. 
to keep pain from becoming suffering, minimize resistance, decrease indignation, and increase allowance. Quit trying to manipulate others and manipulate your viewpoint. Find beauty, value, and purpose in what is before you. Let yourself be what you are and let life be what it is. You might find many gifts laid at your door that you would never or that you would have otherwise overlooked. If you do not change direction, you will end up where you are heading. Chinese saying. Healing aloud. When your body is injured, it instantly sends massive healing energy to the organ that has been hurt. If you block that energy with fear or judgment or by fighting what has occurred, the healing energy hits that constriction like a traffic hitting a bottleneck and pain intensifies. If you do not tense up but instead provide an avenue for the healing energy to flow, your pain will be minimal or even absent. Madhama Gandhi used the principle of non-resistance to liberate the nation of India from British rule. And more personally, when he underwent an appendectomy without anesthesia, anesthesia, anesthetic, whatever. Dentists use hypnosis to help patients undergo otherwise painful treatments and surgery. Football players severely injure a limb during a game, but keep playing for the reminder, although the injury becomes disabling afterward. You have probably had the experience of going to sleep when a part of your body hurt. While you slept, you were out of pain. When you awoke, it returned. What happened to the pain while you were asleep? The distressed organ remained in the same condition but you removed your attention and resistance from it. Behold, mind over matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. When I twisted my ankle while landscaping, the ankle hurt very badly and I could hardly walk. My initial thought was, this is going to put me out of commission for a while. Then I decided to do an experiment. I sat down and did my best to relax my ankle and allow the body's natural healing energy to take its course. After just a few moments, the ankle stopped hurting and even started to feel good. A few hours later, the joint was perfect. When I allowed my body to perform its natural healing function, it was happy to cooperate. So will your body and other important aspects of your life Realign with well-being when you allow the power within you to work on your behalf. The big picture. All upset is the result of assuming that you know how life should be. You try to to cram people and events into your model and when they do not fit, you get disappointed, frustrated, and angry. But your idea of how life should be is just that your idea usually your preconception is authorized by the ego which sees only the tiniest piece of the picture colored by fear and begets non-productive results when you fight to swim upstream while your good lives downstream you wear yourself down and get nowhere i asked spiritual teacher ram das 
Is it a good idea to pray for a particular result? He answered, if you could be aware of all the ways that result would affect your life and the lives of everyone it touches, certainly. But no human being has the overview to know how things should turn out. In a Star Trek episode, Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock travel back in time to the United States just before the country entered World War II. During their journey, Kirk fell in love with a famous pacifist who had an appointment to meet with President Roosevelt in hopes of convincing him to keep the country out of the war. Meanwhile, Mr. Spock found a way to reach surface to research future newspaper headlines and discovered that due to the woman's meeting with the president, the U.S. delayed entering the war and Hitler's forces emerged victorious. Soon afterwards, Kirk had the chance to save the woman from a car accident, but based on Spock's prediction, he forced himself to allow the accident to occur. In doing so, he paved the way for the United States to enter war and defeat the Nazis, who were killing millions of people than the one woman Kirk decided not to save. While the story invites a spirited discussion of ethics and destiny, it illustrates principle that we may not understand the effect that one action will have on the broader canvas of life. In some cases, what appears to be a loss or a setback may ultimately lead to results that serve the greater good. And what seem, seems to be a gain or coup may lead to greater hardship. A Course in Miracles tell us, some of your greatest advances you have judged as failures and some of your deepest retreats you have evaluated as success. For this reason, we do well to practice trusting that there is a purpose for what is happening, especially the things we cannot change. What to pray for. My Mormon nephew volunteered at age 19 to serve on a traditional two-year mission. Caleb had never ventured very far from his Utah hometown, and the journey loomed huge and scary. Missionaries go wherever they are dispatched, live closely with other, with another same-gender missionary they do not know and are allowed only rare contact with home. As Caleb anticipated receiving his orders, he and his family were quite anxious about where in the world he might be sent. I decided to pray for Caleb's proper assignment. He had said he wanted to go to Italy, so I began to pray he would be sent there. But it occurred to me that Italy might not be in the young man's best interests. Since he had grown up rather sheltered, maybe he would be more comfortable in an English-speaking nation. But then again, he would likely learn and grow more in some primitive areas such as Borno, where he would have significant adventures. My mind went round and round trying to figure out where Caleb would have the best experience. Finally, I gave up when I realized that I could not possibly know the best place for Caleb. So I simply prayed that he would be sent to a place where we, he would have the most rewarding personal growth experience. 
The next day, Caleb's mom reported that he was headed to Indianapolis, Georgia. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Indianapolis, Indiana. Go figure. So if, if it's not advisable to pray for a particular result, what should you pray for? Pray or intended for qualities of experience such as well-being, inner peace, abundance, harmony, and happiness. Those experiences satisfy us at a deeper level and are not tied to any particular form. Our good may come to us through adventures we participate in or through adventures we cannot participate. That's why it is useless to try boss circumstances and we should practice trust rather than anxiety-induced attempts to control. Does saying, is that so mean you should just sit around and let abuse and atrocities occur? Certainly not. If you are in a situation where someone is hurting you or someone else, or danger or dysfunction is clear or imminent, take whatever steps necessary to remove yourself or the other person. Trouble and addiction are not to be overlooked. They are calls for attention and correction. Acceptance is one thing, complacency is another. If you or someone else close to you is clearly at risk, get out of harm's way. Yet, such situations are generally rare in relation to most choices we must make. We generally do better to give ourselves a dose of trust rather to intensify manipulation. If you can come to a place of release, you will experience deep peace and relief. In the words of a bumper sticker, I gave up hope and now I feel much better. I interpret the statement in this way. I gave up hope that my fear-generated plan would work out, and now I feel better considering that things would work out without my fearful manipulation. In a society where many people are hell-bent on doing, fixing, protecting, and manipulating, the notion of allowing things to be as they are may seem Posturous. Yet, there is a point which forcing things to go as we think they should begets diminishing results. Try a little less, how dare you, and a little more, let's see what this is all about. You might find that when you accept what's going on, you end up saying, so what? What could you not accept if you knew that everything that happens, all events, past, present, or to come, are gently planned by one whose only purpose is your good? A Course in Miracles. That's interesting to ponder upon in a non-religious perspective because I'm not religious, but I open spirituality and growth and better understanding so applying that to my current situation yep very cool definitely i hope that serves some purpose in your universe and uh tomorrow i will read chapter three have a nice night